Hello, Andy Warren here, and welcome to a special edition of the Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town podcast. Something a bit different today. Um, hopefully, last night we picked up an award. We've wanted an award for so many years. Um, we were up for one, up for one last night um, in Manchester, um, and as a result, we're not able to bring you the the usual chat we'd have ahead of the Exeter game at the weekend. But we've got you something else instead. Um, Stu and I um, spent a really really fun hour with uh, a man who many of you will know for his roles with Ricky Gervais in Derek and Afterlife, playing Kev and Brian in those. Um, but I'm sure plenty know him from his work in podcasting as well with with Chatterbix and most notably my new football club. Uh, it's David Earle, comedian, writer, podcaster and Exeter City fan. So we thought there was no better guy to um, help us look ahead to Towns game at Exeter this weekend than David. Um Slightly off topic at times, lots of chat about players' legs, haircuts, um, a spontaneous purchase almost got made. Um, so something a little bit different. Hope you enjoy it. Um, we did. Um, so let's uh, let's crack on. Okay, um, Andy Warren, Stuart Watson here. We're delighted to be joined by a comedian, actor, writer, producer, podcaster, and probably most importantly, for this podcast, an Exeter City fan, David. Oh, David, thank you uh, for joining us. Did I miss anything off? Um, any any other strings to your bow that I, I didn't? I didn't miss. I think you added a few that shouldn't have been on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife turned to me the other day and said, "I think you're a content creator." I was like, "Oh my god, am I?" Yeah. Oh, con- the word con- <laughs> the word content's miserable, isn't it? I know. No, no it's really nice to be here. Uh, no, it's great, great to have you. Um. Where in the world? Where in the world are you at the moment? Uh, I'm in my office, um, just sort of north of Totnes, Devon. Um, yeah, just sort of where I sit most days, and and I go to bed. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's a great life. Um, I've I've got two great I've got two great fears for this podcast. Just before we start, and one. One is that I get far too excited and try and be funny, which I'm, which I'm not. So I need some help to stay away from that. And the other stew is that I'm, I try and be way too familiar with David because uh, da- David's David's voice has become something we're quite familiar with. Stu, uh, traveling the country, watching it, uh, Ipswich Town, isn't it? We uh, we spend quite a lot of time in David's company. It feels, although although we've never met. God, that must be weird. It yeah. is, yeah. We, we get people say that to us as we do a lot of Ipswich Town podcasts and, and supporters come up yeah. to us and say, uh, you keep us in touch and sorry if I'm a bit familiar, but it feels like oh. we know you. And, and oh, that's how we it. feel about you, David. You've, oh. uh, you've kept us company on our, on our long journeys. Um, oh, I'm glad. So thank I'm you glad. for that. Thank you. Well, thanks for listening. I've sort of, I'm, me and Joe, are like, I'm always amazed that people listen to the stuff we put out. It's like, what? There's other stuff. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm halfway through what feels like is going to be a ten-part epic talking about one contestant's experience on Deal or No Deal at the oh moment, which God. is that that's top. That's that's what we want from podcasting. Oh, I'm glad you're into that. I'm so into that. I'm because I've never done any panel shows or game shows. That whole world is like a little magical. Uh, like Disneyland, so I'm like, I want to know everything about it. Um, <laughs> probably too much, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. for 
for, for I'm sure plenty of listeners are well aware of who you are with uh, with the pod in the world of podcasting, but there would be plenty plenty more that know you from your work opposite Ricky Gervais in 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 the comedies Derek and and then Afterlife with um with Kev and Brian who are two disgraceful blokes with with kind of hearts of gold hidden in there somewhere was that is that a fair description of those two gentlemen uh yeah i think so i think so um i mean yeah that's definitely how sort of ricky likes writing um sort of the versions of brian uh when we when we did a film recent film we made him a lot more accessible and family friendly it sort of depends and i think because i've got young children I've got three boys. I've got two little boys. I'm sort of aware of the material I'm putting out now. There's a lot of terrible things I've put out onto the internet. And I'm like, oh, no, they're going to... I dropped them off at school this morning. I was like, oh, God, they're going to... One day they're going to hear that. Or I was like, oh, what have I done? But <laughs> I'm going off into one there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there is some dis- yeah, there's a disgraceful side to Brian and Kev. Yeah, yeah. A beautiful disgrace. Um, the reason we're talking to you today is is your your podcast, uh, My New Football Club, which um which is topical for Ipswich at the moment because we're heading into a visit to Exeter City, which uh which Good is luck. the focus of it. So maybe we could start just explaining My New Football Club and and how you've become uh so entwined in the world of of League One football um and Exeter City. You want to know how it started? Yeah, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, so uh, I moved down to Devon last year, last spring, and um, uh, I, I wanted to get into watching football um, live in the flesh. I've been supporting Man United all my life, and I only been to see them two or three times because we came. I came down from Sussex, so I was like, I really want to go to go watch football. And the, my main little focus was I want to go and watch live football on Boxing Day. Whenever I saw football fans go off and watch their team on Boxing Day, I was like, "Bucker, wish I could do that." Just look really cosy, wearing a jumper and a little flask and coffee. So that sort of that was <laughs> that was the trigger. And then I put out—I don't know if I put it on Twitter. I put it somewhere. I said, "Who should I go and watch?" So I'm sort of equidistant from Torquay, Plymouth, and Exeter. And then the poll Exeter came out on top, so I thought I'd go and watch Exeter first. And I really enjoyed it. I thought, well, I'm in now, really. So this is it now. And um, I just thought, I'll throw myself into it. In the mornings, we were working with Joe, and Joe would chat to me about how, how it was going. He said, oh, this is making me laugh. Let's just record it as a podcast. And then that's it. And now I'm still, I'm still doing it, and I'm watching them. I've got a season ticket, and I'm way too invested. <laughs> yeah. It's got it's got its claws into me, yeah, yeah. It gets you, doesn't it? It gets you. It really does. I, I think it's the routine. What is it? It's so many things. It's the routine. I love the routine. I go brilliant. One o'clock on Saturday, I'm travelling up there. I love that. I love just walking out into the stadium for the first time, seeing the crowd and that all thousands of people come together around this little patch of green just to watch this little. Feels like a soap opera, a theatre, this live event, and then I like going home feeling happy, or I like going home feeling miserable. I just like it all how it affects me. And then I like going home, getting cosy, and getting on the sofa. I like watching them on iFollow. 
I like listening to Radio Devon. <laughs> did you think did you think this would happen? Do you think you did you actually think you'd you'd kind of fall in love with, with League One football in Exeter? I honestly I had I because I supported Man United and now I feel like have I supported Man United? I've kind of just watched them on the TV. Doesn't I don't know if it feel was I a supporter then? I, I cared if they won or lost, but this this feels so different now. And I think Matt Ford, he came on the podcast, he says, I think it was him, he said, when you watch it on TV, you're just watching it through this little like, fisheye or whatever. When you go into a ground, you're watching the whole game in front of you. So, mm. the, you know, they could be going to score at one end and you're just paying attention to the left-back's legs. <laughs> so so I really like seeing the whole view, the whole picture, and um just means more now, getting to know the players and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good well, season to start with, didn't you? Yeah, piece of piss. <laughs> uh, when we went up, the guy next to me said, "I've been coming for twenty years, son, and I've only ever w- witnessed that once in all my life." And I was like, "Really? I've been coming for six months, and this is a piece of piss." And we got we got promoted, and now we're sort of mid-table League One. I'm bored of League One. I want League. I want the Championship now. I've had 12 games of League One and yeah, I love it. I really do love it. Yeah. Um, And it's also bought, I I sort of didn't care about the FA Cup with Man United. It didn't seem to matter. And now it really matters. It really matters. Like who are we getting next? Can we get through to this round and maybe we'll get a giant come down and just feels, yeah, way more special. Do Do you care about the Papa John's? No. no. In <laughs> fact, I think the fourth game I went to last season, I thought, I said to Joe, I'm going to the Papa John's. He's like, why? I don't know. I said, well, it's a cup match. He went, well, yeah. I thought, well, it's a cup match. And I got there, it was like 800 people. I was like, oh, what's wrong with the Papa John's? I'd never heard <laughs> of the Papa John's. And then someone said to me about a month ago, he said, oh, I went to Papa John's. I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> you, you'll find people are quite sniffy about the Papa John's because you get the pre- Premier League sort of youth teams. Is um, there was a big sort of boycott against it that it didn't seem right that Chelsea's under twenty ones could be up against sort of lower league teams. But um, there is that Wembley carrot at the end of it. I think if you gone out, Exeter didn't get through the group. I Not think sure. We did, I think, think we did go out. Yeah. Yeah. But Ipswich are hoping that they can get to a Wembley final this season in that competition, and that's not to be sniffed at. So when we went at, when we went from League One, to, sorry, League Two to League One, I looked at the League One and who is it? So obviously I saw Ipswich. I was like, okay, Ipswich are a big side, and I got excited because for me, I, I mean, I don't know what the years were now, but I remember Ipswich being in the the top flight. Well, they were, weren't they? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, back in like 2000 yeah. to 2002. It's a long old yeah. time now. But yeah, so for yeah. me, Ipswich feel like a really big side. So Ipswich coming down to St James's Park, I'm gonna be right up for it. <laughs> <laughs> They've yeah. sold out the away every every away end. They they take they sell out now. It's all I don't, I don't know how many that will be for Exeter, but it's they've sold out the away end. It's right. everywhere Ipswich goes. Uh, is full at the moment. They say it's a good time. Is, good time. How big is your stadium, and how many people do you get in it? Um, the stadium's thirty, and they're averaging 
averaging about 25 at the moment, which is really, really good. That's that's up massively on what they've been recent years. So, yeah, 20. I think they've got 25 coming for... We're recording this ahead of the Cheltenham game at the weekend. They've got 25 coming for that. Fuck. Thousand, that is. I went to Exeter, Plymouth. So I went to the Plymouth ground. I just thought their ground was great. I mean, Exeter's is so small. It's like 8,000 capacity. So it's just all I'm used to. But to hear that you have a 30,000, you go, to, that must be great. It must be so it's loud. Great. It's a great old stadium, isn't it, Stu? It's got, it's yeah. got a bit of everything, Pullman Road. Yeah, it's um, one of those good old-fashioned football grounds as well, not one of these sort of soulless new builds on, on the edge of town. Um it's great now because Ipswich are going in the right direction again. There's a real feel-good factor and it's bouncing. But when you have a big stadium and things aren't going well, and when Ipswich were oh, kind yeah. of treading water a bit in the championship, there was, I think, attendance slipped to like 13,000. And it was when you've got a stadium half full and it, things are a bit miserable, that, that can go against you on the other side of it. But it's great now. Things are going great. Yeah, so how have is... things changed around for you? How, what, what's happened? Well, how long have we got? Um, bait, bait, I think long and short is new owners, isn't it? They they were bought by by a group of American investors in April of last year. Um, this is Ipswich's fourth attempt at, at getting out of League One, and and with respect, like the three previous ones were pretty woeful. It was they were never close. But there's been a, a change of ownership, some new money, um, and some some focus really, just just some love and care. Was that fair, Stu? Just it just feels like some love and care has gone into the club. Yeah, and, and they got themselves a, a top manager now. You, um, for someone who supported Manchester United, they've got the old Manchester United assistant manager is the Ipswich manager. So a guy called Kieran oh, McKenna. Yeah. He was, was Jose Mourinho, and I was in a little restaurant six months ago, and he was he was up in London. He was back in hell. What's his name? Yeah, Kieran McKenna. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you speak to him? No, God no. no. Hello, mate. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what? what so is, is, has he been good? Yeah, so yeah. I remember when he was working under Ollie, they were sort of saying he was a tactical genius. Well, man, you know, there was a bit of a split from so, well, social media. So, again, take it with a pinch of salt. But there seemed to be a f- sort of feeling from, from what we could see, looking from the outside, that, oh, he must be part of the problem and he's inexperienced and, and whatnot. But... Um, he looks the part at Ipswich. He's only 36 years of age, but so calm, um, so articulate. He just seems to be seems to be the real deal, and he's already getting linked to sort of jobs higher higher up the pyramid. You've already felt that pain recently, David. With uh, that, that's part of the problem when you're successful at a lower level, the, the vultures start to circle. But they're hopeful they'll keep hold of him for for a little while. I mean, surely he wants to see if he can get Ipswich up, and then if he does get Ipswich up, he'll want to stay, won't he? Don't he? That's, that's the hope because I, I think Ipswich is the ambitions under these owners. They don't just end at kind of getting up from League One and getting back to the Championship. It's a, it's then being like top end Championship playoffs, promotion, Premier League. So <laughs> sitting here now, ho- hoping that that he's the man to kind of lead lead that that's that's the dream and it's just um it's going pretty well pretty well so far everybody's taken to him and um they're making a proper fist of promotion this year which they've they just never they've just never done that previously Have you had him on the pod? oh no um not not on the pod we've done it we've done like a 
we've done like a, a podcast interview with him. We've not had him on our kind of proper podcast. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's his vibe. Write him a song. Could what? you write him a song? <laughs> I'll write him a song. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our forte. We might need a bit of help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so where are you in the league at the moment? Are you top four? Second behind Plymouth. Second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Plymouth. Plymouth are doing quite well, aren't they? Yeah, although they got battered by Grimsby somehow. I don't know how. But they were strong against us. We played really well and um dunno. yeah. But in the end they were just a little bit too strong. Yeah. I watched that game probably because of you. I've been slightly sucked into the world of Exeter. I watched that game. It was a really good game, wasn't it? Proper end-to-end, proper end-to-end stuff for most of it. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't know how it felt on the TV, but yeah, it felt like a really, both teams were really up for it. And uh, yeah, it's a great game. Are you? Do you feel like you could support Exeter? Yeah. Uh, recruiting. <laughs> I think the I think the journey I, I would struggle to make the games due, with my Ipswich commitments, but um, I've got a little, yeah. I, I think I've got a little soft spot. I think I think a lot of people probably have. It's re- do you know? It's really weird moving over to another team and whether you can truly feel it. But I think you can. I really think. I mean, I I definitely keep watching Man United, but it's a different kind of support. It's completely different kind of support now. I'm, I'm experiencing an extra thing. Yeah, it's bizarre. Who's your yeah. favourite player, David? Oh, um, I don't know if I can pick. I don't know. I don't know if I can pick. It depends if we're talking about like ability or legs or hair. Let's let's have let's have one of each. We can go. We can go ability. We can we can go right. ability. We can go hair. We can go hair oh. after that. Ipswich have got some hair to discuss as well. Oh, really? yeah. You're like you're like you're like Wes Burns for a start. If you're into hair, he's got Who? a good little Wes Who? Burns, Welsh flying Welsh winger. Right, I'm having a look now. Got, I'll let you know if he's got. Don't know if you'll have it down or in in the man bun, but Wes Burns. Bear with. You got a man bun. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, he's having that. <laughs> Still of approval. Luke Luke Wolfenden's always good for some hair. It's different. It, it, he he can just turn up with a complete different haircut one week, which you're not expecting. I'm not sure if Google will do him justice, but occasionally he just turns up looking like Eminem, like bleached, bleached blonde, slim, sh- sh- yeah. slim, he's shady. He's a, he's a good looker. So, oh yeah, I see what you mean. He's got different hairdos. Yeah, that would excite me on a Saturday to see what he turns up with. What, what can we do on the legs front, Andy? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is something we need to explore maybe in the newspaper article at some point. Um, The legs, the legs of Ipswich. I think you know it's all very well laughing about legs, and but you know if you've got good legs, there's a good chance you'll be a good footballer. If you've got crap legs, you know there's a there's a connection there. Point tools of the trade. Cheers. Uh, I think Greg Greg Lee, the he's injured at the moment. Well, his leg is his leg is actually fractured, so I don't know if that counts as a good leg or not at this point. But when it's not fractured, he's um he's got some good legs. <laughs> to be honest, I don't care about the bones. 
What's going on? Inside? What's going on inside? This muscle structure. That's what. That's what you want. How do you spell Lee? Uh, L e i g h. Oh, okay. Okay. He's yeah. got some power. Cracking pair of pins. Yeah. If I if I if I Google Greg Lee, leg comes up straight away because I can't. Oh fuck yeah, his thighs. Fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, they're serious, aren't they? Oh yeah. And his arms, bloody hell, he's he's built well, isn't he? It's all right, he's injured at the moment, so you won't have to face him. Where does he play? Is he a winger? Left back, left wing. Is he? Right. Oh. Who's your star player? Who's the one that's like magic on the ball? I think you'd you probably have to go with the captain, wouldn't you, Stu? Sam it's hard to they've got they've got three or four real central guys, but Sam Sam Morsi, I'd probably say. He's the captain. He's a he's a proper captain as well, isn't he? He's a he's a you've yeah, got a bit of everything. He, he'll bite your legs, he'll We'll run around all day long. He's not, yeah, there's, they had a sort of a silky mercurial player last season called Bursant Selina, who we would have probably been telling you about, but he's not there anymore. They haven't really got a kind of an X-factor player, is that fair to say? It's more just a really good, solid, experienced unit that started to become a bit of a winning machine right. this season. You've avoided it. the question about your favourite player. Is it like saying, pick which of your three boys is your favourite? Is that... Yeah, I like them for different reasons, like attitude, Pierce Sweeney. If we haven't got him at the back, I'm like, oh, we're missing something here. Bit of attitude. Um, um, hair, Alex Hartridge. And and he's nice and graceful on the ball, nice white boots, left, left-footed. left uh, He plays at the back. Archie Collins is a really good player. Central midfielder. It's just one of those players who's got loads of time on the ball. I think you'll probably th- think he's a standout. Um, I mean, we've got Jay Stansfield up. up I was going to say upstairs. What am I talking about? We've got Jay Stansfield upstairs. That's, I might start saying that. Uh, but he's been banging in the goals and we got him on loan from Fulham. He's looking really good. Jack Sparks, left wing back, I think it's good. They're all, you know, it's a good team. I'm telling you. They're, they're your boys, aren't they? My boys, <laughs> have you have you have you had to deal with any of your the players you really like leaving yet? Obviously, the managers had to, has left in the, the time that you've been following them. But have you had have you had the heartbreak of watching a watching a favourite son leave? Well, I mean, the keeper went back to Sheffield Wednesday, Cameron Dawson, but I didn't feel like because I joined the season halfway through or sort of November time, so I didn't feel completely connected. But I absolutely would now if one of these these never fall in love with a lone player, David. Oh, I, I'm really learning that. I I didn't realise this happened so because if I look at videos of Exeter from three years ago, I go, well, who are they? I don't know any of them. And the turnover is ridiculous. It's yeah. uh, at the lower league level. It's you know, Ipswich last season, for example, made 19 signings in one transfer window. So that's how quickly a squad can can completely change. But at the same time, it's quite exciting that, like this, making oh, you would have you would have loved that the uh, the previous manager de- like before the end of the season, like in a press conference, declared himself to be demolition man, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then and then proceeded to 
release everybody and they built an entire new squad in the summer under the new owners it was um it was an infamous uh, meeting like a day after the season finished where he called them in one by one and basically told them they were no longer uh, required wow okay yeah i mean i've heard rumors about one maybe two players in the exeter side that they're, they're going to be on their way I'm like, oh for fuck's sake and then and then I go, oh, that's how you that's how you then get relegated because you start like, if you're doing well, you lose your good players, and then oh god, yeah, I don't know if I can handle all that crap. <laughs> that, it's not that, it's not always rosy. You just no. jump across to Plymouth at that point. You, I think you know. so. I think yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> the most hated man in the South. <laughs> No one would, Plymouth would go, fuck off. Exeter. No, I couldn't do that. No way I could do that. Um, is, it, is this for life now? You're you're in. This is it. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it feels like it now. Yeah. I guess it's one of those things, if you do take your eye off the ball, um, then you start to, because it happened with, with me and Man United. I stopped following them for like maybe close to a decade and it was actually after they won the treble I felt like we got to the top of the mountain I was like well, what's the point of watching them now there's <laughs> nothing else you can do it's it's quite a bleak moment for me I was about 25 and uh, I stopped watching football and then I got into the last 10 years again but um as long as I keep going and I'm enjoying it then yeah feels like this is it yeah what about when Ipswich were at their, you know, had some low moments? Did you just keep pushing on, keep supporting? Uh, it's it's hard for us because when Ipswich were at their low moments, that's when we we kind of need to be writing about just how bad it is. Um, so who do you sorry? Who do you write for again? So we're the East Anglian Daily Times, the uh, so the newspaper in Ipswich. So oh. so the bad times. We we yeah, it's a great job. It's an amazing job to have. We write about football and talk about football all day. But when it's going really bad, you don't get bored of football. I love football. Absolutely love football. But because it's just someone said like Charlie Baker. Someone said to me, I don't know if it's Charlie at Talk Sport that the amount of journalists or football journalists are now sick of fucking sport. I can relate to that. I, I wouldn't go as far as saying that, but it definitely I've found it's kind of taking it away from me as a hobby. I certainly won't sit down and choose to watch football sort of during the week. I'd rather stick a film on or, you know, it feels like a bit of a busman's holiday sort of thing. Whereas if you'd have told my teenage yeah. young 20 self that, that that would that would be my outlook on it, um, I probably wouldn't have believed you, but... Um, so yeah, it, it definitely becomes sort of blurred lines as a, as a hobby and a profession. Mm. I think the longer you do it, for sure. I've, I've been trying to find an antidote to that recently. I've been taking myself, I've, I've been taking myself off to watch West Ham a little bit, and I like took myself off on a one man solo trip to Italy to go and watch some football just to see if I could love it again. And I did, and then I came back and we went. Where did we go after? I, I went to watch AC um, Inter Milan in the San Siro, and then Juventus. Oh, what's that then, like? That's in, that's incredible, but when you juxtapose that and you come back and um, you're going with Ipswich to Morecambe two days after, <laughs> two, two days after that, it's um it's a special week of football. Um, it's San yeah. Siro like 
Oh, it's amazing. It's, a, it's incredible. It's just this lump it crumbling. Does it feel old? Yeah, it feels like it's crumbling. It's concrete. It moves when people like people, they set fireworks off in there and the whole thing kind of vibrates. Wow. Um, so Sierra is a bit of a bit of a sort of bit of a pilgrimage for me because uh, Ipswich actually played Inter 20 years ago when they were in the Premier League. But my dad wouldn't let me go because it was in school time. So when so I go then I've been there a couple of times now to try and make up for it. So um, it's but yeah, Exeter might get there one day before they knock it down. You never know. They're knocking it down in a few years. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't, I'm sort of concerned that Exeter aren't going to get anywhere. That's my worry. Because my co-host, John, is sort of, I don't know, he's so fucking miserable. I do enjoy that dynamic of your sort of, you've still got this sort of boyish enthusiasm that Exeter are just going to re- retain this upward march. Yeah. Uh, I want you to put on a bit of emotional armour. Just be re- just be ready for some disappointments ahead because um, it's not all sunshine and, and rainbows. Um, I mean, yeah. What I do like about League One, it feels like, I mean, we're, we're sort of mid-table, I go... Oh, you do just need a little run of three wins and you're right back yeah. up there again. It's really exciting. Or three losses and you're... Mm. So that's really exciting. I'm like, we're too good. Surely we... <laughs> I mean, you, I guess your poster boys for Exeter would be teams like Bournemouth or um, who else is there? Burnley, L- others. L- Luton. Luton, yeah. What well, you mean teams that have gone up in terms of sort of clubs of, I guess, of a similar size and ilk and fan base, yeah. that of if you get, it's like alchemy. You have to get everything right behind the scenes. Your recruitment needs to be spot on because you are up against the likes of Ipswich and Derby and Sheffield Wednesday, and um, just the financial disparity is is quite big. So to to overcome that, you just need to get absolutely everything spot on. But it but it can happen, and there are there are examples of it. Yeah. Yeah, but Lincoln Lincoln made the playoffs, didn't they? Not not that long ago. Oxford have given it a good old, good old go, despite not having the through that window is a house, and uh, the guy who lives in the house used to play left back for Oxford in the eighties when they had Mark Lawrenson. Not Mark Lawrenson. um, Who did they have? Ah, brilliant! Can't remember any of them. John Aldridge. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Who's the coach with Eric Ten Hag now? Umbrella. McLaren. Man. McLaren. Steve McLaren, yeah. Yeah. So just through that door is the left back Fox from 40 years ago. <laughs> have you had him, have you had, have you had him on the pod? No, I, I might as well. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. I, I think because we got off to a good start. I was like, oh, and we, I think we beat Wickham. I thought Wickham felt really strong. We beat, we smashed Port Vale. I thought, oh, we're just going to walk this one. When do we stop walking these leagues? And then now the last month, I'm like, oh, this is going to be really tricky. Yeah. Yeah. David, I, I achieved one of my footballing dreams at St. James's Park, Exeter. Oh. I met Mark Jackson. Maybe. Oh, that would have been cool. Um, <clears throat> I got to play with the fourth officials board. You know, the little board they hold up and do the substitutes. How? 
in the in the dead of night after an Ipswich game, after we'd finished our newspaper deadlines, we went snooping and ended up in the referees' room. And uh, the board, yeah, you know, you do house snoopers. We do, we quite often do stadium snoopers, where we're quite often the last people to leave a football ground because we're we're doing all the managers' quotes and getting the newspaper sorted. Oh, there's normally one or two janitors. Are you genuinely one of the last to leave? Yeah, every single time. Right. Oh, you've got to come on our pod. What does it feel? What What is it like? Theory. Um, who's there? <laughs> is this it, Switch? Who's there? Ev- who's everywhere. Front? Look, this is this was at Exeter. It's always black. They turn off the lights, don't they? And that's the sign. Like, get out, please. We like it's time to go. Um, who who the, who's they? Who turns off the lights? The, the man with the keys. <laughs> who is he? I want to know. Nobody knows. <laughs> I really want to meet him. I feel like he's hunchback. He uh, be, there's, yeah, there, there might be a few of those on the circuit. Um, they'll either come and stare at you while we're working and just like, they. we know you want us to go home. We what want to go home. This? 11 o'clock for a night game. Maybe. Wow. Maybe so a bit beyond that. Gone. All the players are gone. The groundsman's gone. Everyone's gone. It's just a man with some keys and you. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. We've been locked in places before. Uh, we end up escaping through little doors, any door that we can find. Ended up in the referee's room to play with a little board at Exeter. We got What's locked in Molyneux. What's the room like? Pretty boring, wasn't it? It's was very small. It's not not very hospitable. They get I, like the little broom cupboard dressing room, don't they? Are they in there on their own? Just with their so. little bag of clothes. I yeah. love. Them. Do you know what? Oh, I love this. I love. This. Surely they, surely Exeter would let you have a little. They could let you hang you know around. What? I, I, I'm going to ask after this. I'm going to email them and say, "Can I do a live pod from?" Can I be the last person to leave with a man with the keys? Yeah. Why don't, why don't you attach yourself to the, uh, I don't know, what's the newspaper down in, in Exeter? Is it the like Devon Live or something? Attach yourself to them for the night and you'll, um, you can, you will be the last person to leave. They get you doing something. Nose around the, I like the idea of a little referee in his room on his own, just thinking about things. Uh, he'll have his, he'll have his um, assistants, won't he? There'll be the four of them. What, in the room? Together. Yeah, yeah. It'll be the two linesmen, the referee, the fourth official have their own little room. <laughs> what I don't that? know. I, I just imagine them having a little cup of, like a really civilized little cup of tea before they go out and do their. Watching the referee do a warm up is great. I really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Because the linesmen yeah. do the little linesman crab walk move. They practice that to do their stretching. Yeah. It's it's great. Honestly, I don't mean to. I'm not trying to be controversial or anything, but. The referees are shite, aren't they? It's been a lot of talk about yeah. that. It's increasingly over recent years, but pretty much most of our post-match interviews with managers seem to centre around referees these days. You're, you're playing Cheltenham this weekend, you say? Yeah. Like, was it Cheltenham? Was it Cheltenham? They're time-wasting. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, it, that, that happened at Ipswich last season as well. Honestly, Jesus. But uh, like me and John were saying, the referees could just say, do that again, you're off. 
and they just they don't do anything about it until there's like three minutes. I don't understand. There must be something going on. There must be a reason they don't stamp down on it. I don't know. I really want cool. to get a referee on them. Yeah. Have you not? That would be good. Get get a ref on. I'm sure. Someone yeah. Although I said to John, we'd just be like, "Oh, <laughs> hello." We're, I think we're sort of back. <laughs> it's a hard job. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably fall in love with them and suddenly agree with them. Yeah, yeah. How is yeah. uh, how is St James's looking these, these days? It's been a couple of years. I've a couple of years since I've been, and, and every every time I've been with Ipswich, Exeter have have won in the two times that I've been with Ipswich. So, uh, How have they? Yeah, both in that. They, they knocked them out of the Papa John's. And then the night I got to play with the referees board, they... Was that the Carabao Cup, Stu? That was, wasn't it? The League Cup. Yeah. And it proved to be the beginning of the end for a manager, actually, that night. But they lost on penalties. So it's not, not a happy hunting ground. So, what, sorry, when you played with the fourth officials board, what did you do with it and where were you? In the referee's room, tried. I tried to turn. I think I turned it on. How did you turn but, it on? Just a little, little just a little switch on the side. But I, I think I, I think I then struggled to do anything from there. I wanted to make a substitution, but oh yeah, I, I guess you, obviously you can type in the. Yeah, I couldn't work out how to do that. So maybe it is a difficult job. <laughs> but, uh, but, 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 but I got to hold it. I held it up though, didn't I, Stu? That was a big heavy. That was a big no, really light. I imagine it's really, quite light, right? Yeah, really light. They've they've obviously advanced the tech over the years, but it's um oh. it's a good bit of kit. Really good bit of kit. I how much they are. Where would you buy one? them? What are, on eBay. what are they? What would you call them? Fourth officials board. Fourth officials board. <laughs> <laughs> Electronic board. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> The fourth official. Oh, the fourth Amazon. That would be on Amazon, would it? Might be. Electronic. You've got to be in mind. Electronic substitution board. Uh, £500 to you, sir. Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. £530. Two ratings, four and a half stars. It's your Christmas present sorted, Andy. That's a, that's a big budget for my Christmas present, mate. I'll, I'll take that. Oh, you're worth it. Oh, oh, God, it's got a little one, two, three, four, five in, out. Is that like a genuine one? Like, Does it look like yeah. the kind of one they use? 500 quid. Who's buying that off Amazon? Surely Me. like surely like a ref. There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a ref just going on there. Oh, yeah, my mate's lost his board. We need another one. Is that... It, the make is Forza, F-O-R-Z-A-Z, yeah, Electronic Substitution Board. Forza. I'm guessing I'm guessing that they live at each stadium rather than travel with the refs because otherwise the yeah. ref that night had left it behind. What oh, are wow. you using this for sort of day-to-day, by the way? Once you've got it like, and the novelty value's worn off, are you integrating this into sort of daily tasks once you've got your I hands on it? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely not buying it. It's a bad idea. But I might steal it. No, I won't steal it. I'll borrow it. If you see one, have a little go on it. That'll um. Quite looks it does look nice. It's like uh, looks like a child's toy at Christmas. It's it's properly like it's got proper hand grooves on it from memory. It's not just like a straight board. It's like properly like ergonomic. It's got 
Yeah. It's got the hand grooves. It's it's built for performance. <laughs> I'm going to get this back on track, gentlemen. Um, yeah. How Exeter style of play, David? We haven't seen him for a little while. They've, um, you've mentioned about some of the time-wasting tactics. We see a lot of teams try and sort of park the bus against Ipswich, but it sounds like Exeter try and try and play and they're attack yeah. attack minded team is that is that fair I so. yeah i think so almost to the point where i'm like okay if i went in as manager i'd go hey come on boys um you're playing nice tippy tappy football let's get nasty let's get nasty naughty but nice that would be my so they do they'd like to play it on the ground but sometimes i just feel like they want to put their Stick your foot in a bit more. Um, is is that the same under Gary Caldwell? Is he still? Is he kind of going on continuing with that? Do you know? I don't. He's only. I think how long is it? Is like three or four games. Uh, I missed the derby. I missed the Port Vale. So it was away. So we got we got Peterborough this Saturday. I think this is the no. I saw him at Plymouth, but this is the first time at home. Uh, I'm going to witness Gary Caldwell managing Exeter so yeah it'll be interesting to see how because I felt like the week before um, they revealed we had Gary Corbett as new manager it felt like we were quite quiet on the pitch and I thought oh maybe managers make quite a big difference because it did feel like it was a sort of lack of leadership so it'll be really interesting to watch him on Saturday against Peterborough who look like they could be really strong I don't know if you've played them yet. Not this season. But Ipswich and Ipswich and Peterborough have been um, are well aware of each other over the years. Um, they've they've been a bit of a, a, a thorn for Ipswich. They've got some really good players. A striker, Clark Harris, yeah. is a really good player. Tats. Um, Tats. Yeah, Tats. yeah, right up on his neck. I'm all over. I'm all over that. All over that. Are Ipswich very tattooed? I can't think. Of, there's not not tattoos going on in the Ipswich. There'll be the odd one. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Don't yeah, worry there's about that. There's a, there's a few sleeves going on. Yeah, that Clark Harris is like, yeah, he looks like a piece of work. Won't mind getting him on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he'd be up for it. Um, what um, what what can the Ipswich fans expect? Um, down down your way when we, when they get down to the game. What's what's the ground like these days? I think one of the last times we were down, there was a bit of bit of work going on to do the away end up. It's oh oh okay yeah. There's now I mean I don't know what it was like before, but there's now a roof for you, so you won't get wet. Um, it's I don't know what it's made out of, but it's the sort of thing that makes a din if you hit it when you score. So I don't know if you take sort of dustbin lids or something or uh. Yeah, I don't really pay attention to you lot. <laughs> <laughs> where is your where is your attention? Um I'm I'm this we got a new stand. I think it's relatively new and I'm right on the halfway line. And uh yeah. Well, are you quite noisy, the Ipswich? Uh, away supporters. Away, the away supports are really, really good. Yeah, they they sell they sell out everywhere. Everywhere they go, they're they're loud. They're, and they're... I'm going to go out on a limb, looking at the teams that you've had down there this season. I think this is the most impressed you'll be with an away support in terms of size and noise. Really? Yeah. Because Bristol were loud. Yeah, I guess you've got this kind of the regional 
yeah. think, sort of a, a smaller rivalry. I know it's not Plymouth, so I guess that probably added to it. But um, oh, I think so it's going quite... to be noisy. Yeah, because things are going quite well at the moment, and they've I think they've taken over a thousand to every away game, and and Ipswich is quite geographically challenged out out here in the east, so everywhere's a long journey. But they they travel in their numbers, Ipswich fans. Do you do you go to many away games? We do them all, yeah. Yeah, home and everything, away. even in the Papa John's. Um, Contractually obliged. So, what time will you leave? Will you go on the Friday? Yeah. Yeah, we will this time because it's it's a lunchtime one. It's twelve o'clock. This this game it's on TV, isn't it? Moved to TV. Oh, you know, is it next? Is it next week? Yeah, I'm on Soccer AM. Are you? I'll go. Oh, it's on TV though. You'll be at you'll be at Sky, who are broadcasting. You could you could hang around and watch it. No, but when I saw it was it was clashing, I was like, oh for fuck's sake, because I really wanted to see Ipswich at home. I'm not going to be there. This whole podcast has been. Shit! What are you doing on Soccer AM? Um, I wrote this England World Cup song, and uh, with uh, me and Joe talking about it, and I wrote it, and um, we sort of got overexcited, and then. And then we're we're promoting it, and the more we're promoting, the more we're like, oh, why have we done this? <laughs> so we're, we're we're promoting that song next on that, yeah, on that. Uh, is that have you got a, kind of a chart position in mind for the, for the new Three Lions? Is that the is that the vibe? Well, that, uh, I, yeah, like I said to Joe, I want to make friends with all the. I basically want to be invited to an England game and have a slap up meal and a little car home. That's the whole reason for the song. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. Who's uh, who's presenting Soccer AM these days? That was a staple for me when I was when I was younger. I've never seen it. Oh really? No, I've seen I've seen like a couple of the videos of them doing beat the goalie, but I've never seen the show. Are you no. going to do that? Have they asked you to do the um, the penalties yeah. and whatnot at the end? Yeah, that's stressing me out. <laughs> you practiced in the garden. I haven't kicked a ball properly for like 20 years and I've sort of given it the big one to Joe that I was half decent. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I twang a hammy live on that. <laughs> 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 oh, that'd be horrible if you really do and you, you can't sort of smile. You're genuinely in pain live on TV. But yeah, gutted. I was just thinking if I can get back to Exeter for free. It kicks off at twelve. So uh, yeah, you just said that. Yes, <laughs> you'd have to come. You'd have to come to Portman Road then. You have to have to do a do an, an away game. Come to Portman Road for the uh, the return. So you're leaving on the Friday. How long are you expecting that to take you on the Friday to get to Excellent. four and a half, five? No, going to be on the five side of things, isn't it? When are you going to travel back on the Sunday? No, Saturday after the game. Oh once, once we've done snooping around the, around the in the innards of the ground. When are you going to get home then? When do we get home? Ten. Is that optimistic? Yeah. In a Honda Jazz as well. So it's not, it's it's not luxury travel. Um, it's, that's a long drive. I can't get my head round. I can sort of 
I haven't done any away games yet. I can sort of imagine I'd be excited driving to a match, but driving home on my Todd four hours. Yeah, on on your own's not fun. No, on your own's not fun. But if you can find a little a group of companions, I would I'd, I'd recommend away days. There, um, I know quite a few of your guests have said the same. It's a it's a completely different experience going the going well, away. Well, I felt the difference going to Plymouth. Mm. Yeah. Um. So you do you drive together, you two? Yeah, we've got each other and a, and, nice. a, and a and a photographer in, oh, in the car. They're love all miserable though. All photograph all photographers are just whingy. All are they? Yeah. Ours are. <laughs> <laughs> and what they know they it as well. Photos of Uh, all the haircuts, tattoos, yeah. legs, all all the things that you've you've previously mentioned, and maybe some goals as well. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm gutted on missing that. Really annoying. I'm just looking it up now. April, the second last game of the season at Exeter at, at Portman Road. You have to. Um. I mean, I genuinely, you know, how am I ever going to watch that at Ipswich? There's zero chance I'm driving it. <laughs> team team bus? Never. I, I said uh, I went up to watch Crawley against Man United and I took a coach. I got overexcited then. I took a coach with the fans. I fucking hated it. I, just that drive home, getting home at 2am, just tired and grumpy and... And the, the bus driver, the coach driver, had this, he was like 24 stone. He had this massive pack of peanuts. <laughs> he was just eating for five hours. I was so... <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's an insight into our lives. And then quite often we walk in the door at 2am and turn our laptops on again and, and start writing about the game. Have you got, really, is that what you do? Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Glamour. <laughs> Why have you got to do it on the Saturday? Can't you do it on the Sunday? Is it got to be in by a certain time? Uh, it's quite like having Sundays off with our families, if possible. That's the only sort of time. Obviously, we're we're away on Saturdays, so um, and with the internet and stuff, it's kind of we need it on the website, sort of for, for the very first thing Sunday morning. Wow! But yeah, the the travel is probably the the. The hardest part of a overall a pretty good job, but the travel can be a bit of a, a ball ache, can't it? That was the same with stand up comedy. It was like the travel was just unbearable. It's like the actual, well, even the performing was hard work, just stressful, but it's just 20 minutes on stage, so that's fine. But it was just the four hours to get there, four hours to get back. And so when people in football terms talk about a cold, cold Tuesday night in Stoke. Being the sort of the ultimate test in football, what what's the comedy equivalent? Well, for me personally, because of my act, it would be like a Saturday night in Leicester Square. It would be something like that. Okay. It would be in a room with three hundred people that don't want to see you, and you don't want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, why why are you all there? Well, <laughs> well they're there to see comedy. But not what I do, and I'm there to try and earn two hundred quid. But they're not my audience, and this is not my club. 
and so everyone hates one another. <laughs> and then you go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that is how that's how Lionel Messi would feel if he was playing Stoke on a Tuesday night. I don't yeah. Know. Well, no, they wouldn't see him, wouldn't they? At Stoke. Well, that's true. That's although, yeah. yeah, yeah, they probably yeah. would. No, I, I like. I would walk on stage and you'd just hear, "Oh, for fuck's sake, what's this?" Oh, fuck off, mate. No, you fuck off. So that's how the, <laughs> that's how the, the comedy set goes. <laughs> yeah. I bet you miss those days in some yeah, way. Miss those days. Miss those lovely days, yeah. And I wasn't earning 200, I would have earned 60 quid. I don't know why I said 200, 60 quid. And 20 of that would go on petrol and then tax, and I'd make 15 quid. And you'd maybe so that spend is... that in a service station on some yeah, awful and then food I'd as well. Yeah. I'd have seven quid. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's you've just you've just described our lives, I think, in, in footballing <laughs> terms. Um yeah, I guess you've done like now you're into sort of the lower league football and people sort of extra trying to climb up the leagues. I guess that's kind of what you did really in terms of sort of putting the hard graft and the hard yards in to kind of get get to where you are now. Um, I guess is there a comparison? There yeah, I, term- I mean, you never know where you are now. Anyway, you're just you're always thinking, well, what am I doing next week and what? But yeah, me and Joe quite often go. God, how are we getting to do this for a living? And and then he kind of reminds me sometimes. He goes, "Well, we did spend sort of ten years on the circuit, of people hating us, and just sort of deludedly ploughing on, and something sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah." It's a weird. Feel very lucky to be able to do what we do, whatever it is we do, and what we do, yeah. Should we yeah. this for, for a lot I guess a lot of people will be familiar with the the work that you do some listening to this might not where where can people find you can you maybe tell people about about chatterbix which is a, an interesting pod, podcast concept uh, what what is what what is chatterbix it's not for everyone um <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that immediately I said to Joe that I wanted to do like I I used to be sort of I sort of kind of am I really enjoy watching vloggers daily vloggers on YouTube so I said I really want to do like a podcast version of that where it's not really about the content but it's just somewhere that someone that you can go to and listen to every day so it becomes this little soap opera that you're just like what did they do today so I wanted to create one of those and Joe would be like oh but it's got to be funny isn't it we've got me entertaining I was like no it hasn't got me no I don't want any of that just if we're feeling like shit, we say we're feeling like shit. If we're feeling happy, and so that that's what Chatbix is like—a breakfast show that by two sort of depressed middle-aged men. That's your sort of that's your thing. <laughs> I sold it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a chat. I'm a Chatterbix fan. Oh, great! So, oh, great! Yeah, definitely. And that's where you get your deal or no deal fix. If you want five parts of a man telling you about. Being a contestant on Deal, Deal or No Deal, um, that's where you that's where you'll find that. Yeah, plenty of that. Yeah, uh, we have guests on. It's Steve Davis, Goldie. Uh, that's eclectic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got a Red Arrow uh, pilot on next week. Who's in the Red Arrows? 
we're trying to get hold of a guy who's on the Krypton Factor. He came third in the <laughs> 1992 final. Tough negotiations. <laughs> I don't think he wants to do it. We're trying to get hold of Wolf from Gladiators. He's not returning. Our email. He's in. His his brother does what we do. His brother is a sports journalist. Wolf's oh. Wolf's brother. Oh, right. I think he still is. Is he still doing it, Stu? I don't know if he still is now, but yeah, huh? he, he has. Oh, right. My mate won the Gladiators, the final Gladiator final, the final Gladiators. He got the fastest ever eliminator. Wow. I How's that? Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to, I'd to take that in. I'd love to have a go at the eliminator. I'm too short for it, though. I don't think I could do it. I'd get stuck on the rings. If they ever did the... I'd just get stuck. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I wouldn't move. His was so fast, they offered to take him out to South Africa to to compete against the South African. <laughs> is that a known thing? The South African version is like the elite version of Gladiators. Is that like so. the Champions yeah. League? I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. I think so. He definitely got um, invited out there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Is it uh, before before we wrap things up? Is there anything anything else Ipswich fans coming to Exeter need to be aware of um, ahead of the game next at the weekend? Well, I th- I keep being told because I don't know what other grounds are like that our big bank, the end of the ground where they're all standing. We make a lot of noise and it's louder than a lot of teams. And so I think that's a little thing. And do you know what? When we played Plymouth, they were quiet. We're, I think there's like 16,000 capacity. Until they went 4 to up, then they made a noise. They were quiet and I felt like we were really noisy. Well, I wasn't. But yeah, I think our big bank at the end is quite a noisy, fun part of the ground. Yeah. And that's all standing, isn't it? That's still all, yeah. all terrace. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not, not enough of that still still yeah. around. Yeah, it's all standing. Yeah. What's the food like? What are you getting in the ground? I get a bottle of Ribena and it's like pasties. That could be... Oh, no, there is a little... I think you can get burgers around the other side and, you know, it's it's fine. <laughs> before, before we finish up, can I can I just ask you? Because I'm one of these dreadful, dreadful people that end up just chucking Ricky Gervais quotes out in daily life speech. Terrible people shouldn't be doing it. But how on earth do you act opposite him and get anything done? Because the kind of uh, things that you have to come out with, and both of you, how how do you actually get to a point where? you actually film something without just breaking down laughing at each other? Uh, well, the truth is it, there's a lot of stress on film sets, for me anyway, because you've got a crew of 35 all pointing their machinery at you and you've got to be funny or at least, you know, try and do something relatively entertaining. So there's you've got to somehow go, well, I've got to be professional here and do the job. So there's that. But he also creates like an environment where you can, especially for me, he really allows me to play and go off script. And and there are times when I just sense that, oh, he's up for just playing now with this scene. 
there are times when he goes, no, I want it, I need it done because we're running out of time. But there are other scenes where it's like, oh, it feels like playtime now. It feels like we could do this scene for an hour. And there was one scene in Derek that I think it took like an hour and a half, two hours, like a three-minute scene. And it took fucking ages. And I can't imagine that happening. on I haven't done much acting, but all the other sets I've been on, it just doesn't happen like that. It just... Yeah, on Ricky's sets, there's just there's definitely moments where you guys right now you can just play. Yeah, just to keep the you want to have fun. You want to, it's, it's a it's a job that you but you want to have, enjoy your job and just keep the fun. So yeah, yeah, good times. It's definitely produced some gold over the years. Um, I think that's probably a decent place to leave it. Um, David, thank you so much for joining us. It's a shame you're not going to be at the game. Um, I know, really annoying. But- Thanks but, for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming on. And um, yeah, people can tune in and watch you on Soccer AM on there before they put Sky Sports on to watch the to watch the, the game. So it should be a should be a good morning all round. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And um I hope we batter you in the nicest possible. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see yeah. about that. Um thanks, David, and um yeah, good luck and we'll yeah. we'll maybe speak again down the road. Yeah, definitely. Thanks yeah. very much. Thanks, thanks David. Thanks, Cheers. Thanks, David. Thank you.